Banks reconsider overdraft fees after pressure from lawmakers and regulators. The big industry appears to have overdone it on overdraft fees after decades of raking in billions of dollars from mostly poor Americans short of cash in their accounts. The biggest banks, under pressure from lawmakers and regulators, are slowly decreasing their reliance on the widely unpopular practice. So a number of large banks have taken steps this year that would reduce the amount they take in from overdraft fees, which they charge when customers make payments or withdrawals in excess of their account balance. Capital One, the Nathan's Nathan's Nation's sixth largest bank, announced last week that it would end all overdraft fees next year. Other banks have made it harder for customers to trigger an overdraft fee. Still, it's unlikely the financial services industry will entirely wean itself off such a cash cow anytime soon. For many big banks, overdraft fees are still the steady, reliable, predictable, easy revenue that shareholders love, said Rohit Chopra, director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, in remarks last week where he directed the bureau to more closely examine bank overdraft practices. Which, you know, just think about this for a second, right? Banks are relying on people to have such little money in their accounts that they're going to charge it when they don't actually have money just so that they could charge them basically charge a person who does not have money in their account more money that they do not have so they they can make more money right this is where you get into a situation where like you accidentally spent like ten dollars more than was inside your bank account and so you end up getting charged like thirty five fifty duck of fifty dollars for like a cookie and a Starbucks drink. So overdraft has its origins in banks providing a service for a fee to customers who may have not balanced their checkbook correctly and wanted a bank to honor a purchase. But the widespread use of debit cards changed this courtesy into a routine source of revenue. Some banks took advantage, for example, by reordering customers' transactions, deducting big transactions first so that smaller payments would then trigger multiple overdraft fees. And if a customer lacked funds in their account, a $5 purchase at a cafe would end up costing them $35 because of overdraft fees and probably more depending on how it gets set up right like this could also be a situation where like you might have like money being deposited but they might end up waiting till like later that day to actually put that money into your account or like basically credit your account so you might be having like a few thousand dollars coming into your account that day right and you'd think that it'd be processed by like the afternoon but it may not be purposely processed later that night because they see a transaction like midday of you going to the Starbucks or something so that they end up basically saying, oh, no, you got no money coming in. We're going to hit you with an overdraft fee because even though it says that you're going to have money coming in, 
that it is getting credited today. It hasn't reached that point where it's actually been credited, so technically you overdrafted. Basically saying like, yeah, you might be having money coming into your account today, but guess what? You're going to get hit with an overdraft fee because it doesn't actually get into your account till later today, basically tonight, and you made a purchase that was too expensive. So it gets really crazy, this whole overdraft thing, which, by the way, this is why you should typically have like almost like a sinking fund, right? I basically consider this like your super tiny starter emergency fund. Now, this is more so... There's two ways to look at it, right? You technically want to have a starter emergency fund of basically like, I would say, one to $2,000, but this could be like your very first month of like expenses. And for me, I personally use it as like a continuous sinking fund, meaning like I don't necessarily have to care too much about that account because I know how much I pretty much spend every single month. And it doesn't really change at all. Very consistent. So this amount of money that's inside that account will always be enough no matter what. You never really have to think about it, right? This is basically like your first month's emergency fund because I'm debt-free, right? So if you're not debt-free, you want to have this starter emergency fund so that you could cover emergencies, right? But here's the thing. You never want to get your account so low to the point where this is even a risk, right? And a lot of people just do not pay attention to what's even inside their bank account, right? So I'll tell you a personal story. So a personal story of a buddy of mine who came to visit me. He did not have enough money for gas to get back home. Think about that for a second. That's some scary stuff, and also that he overdrafted. So he overdrafted, so he got hit with an extra charge, and did not have money to go back home, which was like a very long, long drive, right? So it's way more common than people think, where people end up not paying attention to their finances, even though they know, they know deep down inside, and you might be listening to this and you might end up fitting this category, but you know deep down inside, like, hey, my finances are really not that great. I know that. I just don't want to look at it. This is the thing. You have to look at it. You have to look at your account. You can't just keep spending money and not think something's going to happen or that you're always going to have enough money. If you have no clue what's inside your account, then there is no guarantee that there would be enough money to actually pay for whatever it is that you want to buy. So just keep that in mind, right? Like banks are not your friend. Banks make money by you losing money, right? In the like simplest way of explaining it, they make money by you losing money. So for example... They make a lot of money from these overdraft fees, right? And this, like, overdraft fees are really, 
really harming people who are like in the poverty line, who are living paycheck to paycheck. And you can even be making a lot of money and still be living paycheck to paycheck and you end up being screwed over by this, right? Like having these overdraft fees kind of thing is pretty scummy. But at the same time, as a user of the bank, this is your account, right? So you were not paying attention to your account to the point where you didn't actually know whether or not you could actually go and buy that item. Now, of course, there's always accidents that might happen or you might end up, you know, maybe overspending your money without really thinking about it. So, for example, how this could be more of like an accident that happens is that let's say that you ended up, you know, going out with your friends, right, to a party or like to out to eat, right? Let's just say out to eat. But all of your friends were stupid and ended up forgetting their wallets, right? You know, benefit of the doubt. So they end up forgetting their wallets, meaning you're the only person that has any way of making a payment. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to pay for everyone so that no one gets in trouble? Or do you end up just doing something potentially illegal? No, you're probably going to end up paying for everyone's meal, right? So instead of originally thinking that you're going to spend like 10 to $20, now you might be spending like, depending on how many people there are, 50, 100, 200 bucks, right? So if you had like $80 in your bank account, right, in your checking account, you're going to get hit with an overdraft fee, right? Or you might be thinking that you have like $500 in your account from what you remember, but you didn't check it for two weeks. So really, you only have $10 inside your account because you actually filled up the day before and you completely forgot that you filled up the day before and also bought a lottery ticket. So this is something to really think about, right? I mean, people can make mistakes by simply just forgetting, but also people are very bad at managing their money. So you could be extremely careful with this stuff because the banks are already making money off of you. They're already making money off of the money that you have in their account and giving you basically nothing in return. And they are going to continuously try to increase the lifetime value of you as their customer. So just keep that in mind. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt, go to 40 Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and is very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.